Hi, this is Gary York, founder of GGG Ministry. For the past nine years, my wife Gail and I have been hosting tent revivals in Waterman, Illinois, where the body of believers can come and encounter the presence of God and are encouraged to go out and minister to the world around them. We hope you enjoy this short message from our recent gathering this summer. For more on GGG, connect with us on our website, gggministry.com. Now sit back and enjoy. Can we put our hands together for Jesus? Come on, let's raise him up. There is one name that is above every other name. No other name but the name of Jesus. Just one more time for 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. 30 seconds more. Let's lift up the name that is above every other name. Yes, the name of Jesus. joy to be back GGG 2021 wow what an amazing 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 time we've had every year we really enjoy the incredible hospitality and generosity of this couple and this family they started out sniffing water as a family and God evolved that and moved that organically into a ministry that is touching the world. And I want to honor Gary and Gail for the way they steward prophecy, for the way they steward their calling, for the way they stewarded the calling of their children, and for the way they steward the calling of others. GGG is more than just a ministry. It is it is a midwife in the spirit. It helps the process of birthing. And I think only heaven can truly gauge the global and eternal impact of hearts that are sold out for Jesus. The first day I met the Yorks, this is what Gary said to me. I gave Jesus my yes. And everything changed. There is no comprehension of what God will do with your life if you come to the place of sweet and full surrender. But we are sitting in an exemplary example of that. This is the fruit of surrender. Salute you.
not only, and I, I'm very specific when I use the, mid, the word midwife, because the midwife isn't pregnant. She facilitates those who are pregnant and gets the environment ready. Everything that is needed for there not to be an abortion of a purpose and a destiny. Amen. And they so gracefully understand it's not their baby. I just need to help this baby come through the birth canal. And for it to take its first breath. And many times they'll go beyond that and say, we'll feed it. We'll clothe it. Am I here to sing their praises? Partly so. But ultimately, they know where the praise is due and to whom the praise is due. But there's a reason why the word became flesh. There's a reason why God invaded the earth so that we can touch him. And here is a manifestation. A word that was once spoken in the invisible has taken on human form. And it's revolutionizing the world. Why not you? There is no telling what God will do with your life when you and I fully surrender. Not my will. But yours be done. It's an honor to co-labor along great men of God like William Hinn, Sean. They've delivered explosive, powerful meat. This is not puree. This is like steaks. Your life and ministry has really impacted me and salute you. Sean and Kristen, wow. Let's give it up to, for them. Come on. <laughs> Prolific, articulate, just so much power and so much deposit. Like a cow with many stomachs, you know, you've got to go home and digest. Then Todd White was here purely to support his friend Gary York. What an amazing military machine. One of the leading evangelistic voices in this nation and the world. Another example that God is holding up in front of us. What he will do with surrender. We'll take you from the back streets of life. He is a, a manifestation of the power of the gospel. The ones that Jesus came to seek and save. Broken lives, thrown away lives, rejects. 
the Humpty Dumpties of life. And then Jesus comes and he picks them up and puts them together. Regenerates them and gives them a vision and a purpose. Sets their heart ablaze so that the world can burn for Jesus. And ultimately, we know where this is all pointing to. To the one who is the beginning and the end. Can we give it up to Jesus one more time? I'm slow on the runway, and I'm not sure if I'm going to take off, but I need to dump some fuel. So we might do a few circles, and then hopefully not do a crash land. In keeping with the theme of oneness, unity, I'd like you for a few moments, labor around that concept. And I'm going to take you to the Word of God and try and excavate the water and the oil, the kernel, the substance of the profoundness, the profundity of unity. Unity in God's definition. Unity is not all of us wearing the same uniforms. Not necessarily gathering under one tent. There is a unity that God defines and that God always had in mind. And so go with me to a few scriptures. As we lay a foundation for that, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26 to 28. While you page there, let me say this. The human relationship, which is the closest and best representation and most accurate definition of unity. The human relationship, the human relationship, which is the closest, the best, and the most accurate representation and definition of unity is marriage. You're not going to find the embodiment, the personification, the declaration of unity, the definition of unity. There's not even words that can explain it and express it on that level. So God said, I have to take this word, this definition of unity, and put it in an embodiment so that you can understand what I am speaking to you. Many people have tried to improve on that by way of syntax, words, wonderful proverbs and sayings. It's hidden in plain sight in the book of beginnings. And so, it is not, it is in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, and that seems to be the point of departure 
for everything that God is going to birth in the earth. Verse 26, then God said, let me just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that your word doesn't return a void, but accomplishes that for which you send it out. I pray you form the mouth that you enable me, Lord, to speak your word. This day, that our hearts will be strengthened, that light of revelation and understanding will come, that we will walk in a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding, and a deeper practical manifestation of this truth upon which your kingdom has been predicated, built upon. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God said, let us make man. Notice he said. And God said, let I make man? No, let us, plural, make man. And it's not just man, it's mankind in our image. In our likeness. So he's saying, what I'm going to recreate on the earth right now is not only going to be a reflection of me but a reflection of the unity of the Godhead. Let us make man in our image in our likeness and what is the purpose? So that they may bear rule. That they may have dominion over all that I have created. That they have rulership and government. Exercise in the earth authority. Dominion, rulership. As I have dominion and rulership in the sphere of the heavens. I want a reflection, an image is a reflection. It's a shadow. When I take a selfie, it is a picture of a reality. Whatever I take, if I take a photo right now, is going to reflect what I'm wearing and who I am right now. In that picture, there's not going to be a hat because I'm not wearing a hat. The image reflects the reality. That's why God created shadows. My shadow cannot do something that I don't do. If I go to the left or to the right, my shadow has to follow me because it's a reflection of me. Everything in the shadow has to reflect the reality. Has to reflect the original. If anything creeps in the shadow that is not the reality, it's illegitimate. It's a reflection of something else. 
not of the original. So let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let me, let me lay this down. Okay, let me read and then we're going to go there. So that they may rule over the fish of the sea, birds of the air, that they can govern the earth. 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. See how God, see how God moves from giving us insight on the plurality of God. Talking about us. And then it goes into the singular. But in the singular is a plurality. So he created them. Male and female he created them. God blessed them. And said to them, this is your purpose, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth, and here is your mandate, subdue. Subdue means to violently wrestle from the hands of another, to take back into possession. It means somebody else is sitting with your stuff. It is yours. I've just given it to you. But there's an unlawful tenant that's holding on what is yours. That is why I've given you the authority, the dominion, the power that you will understand when I dropped you here, when I, when I parachute you in this earth, you have an assignment to wrestle out of the hands of someone, somebody. What I've lawfully given yours, that's your mandate, that's why you have the authority. And let me remind you, Adam, this thing already went down in the heavens. And that is where I won the battle. Luke 18, 21. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning out of heaven. When he tried to go against God, God said, mm -mm, I am the most high. And so that battle was already won. The Bible doesn't go into detail there, but later in Scripture, it unpacks that, it unfolds it. And I'm sure God has given Adam the marching instructions what subduing means. So I've modeled to you how to bear rulership in another realm. I've showed you what is kingdom authority and kingdom dominion over this kingdom that tried to overthrow me. I've done it in the, kingdom, in the heavenly realm.
Now I'm bringing you into this sphere. I'm creating you and I'm asking you to duplicate, to replicate what has happened there. Whenever there is a challenge, when this guy, this being that I've given you authority over comes around, you need to know you are a reflection of me. And what I've already established in the heavens, if you can pull it down into this realm. I'm sure you've seen shop online, van, delivery van before, so just look this way. Watch this. There is nothing, Adam, you have to invent. There is nothing you have to muster up. There is no weapons of warfare that you have to create. Life on earth is only a reflection. Let me take you to, to Peter. When he walked through the streets, his shadow his shadow fell on people and they got healed. That is what God is saying in Genesis. You are a shadow, you are a reflection of me. Just bring me into the picture. Bring my shadow. Let my shadow. How is this going to happen? Mary said. This is a situation of impossibility. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Mountains, Jesus said gets moved by our words. But there's another reality. I'm still in the book. I'm going to weave this together. David says, mountains melt like, melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. There's another secret. Reflect His presence. Just bring His presence to your mountain. Incinerate. So God makes man. He blesses them. And now on the earth, there is a brand new being created in the image of God. The Hebrew words here and the next verse we are going to read are different. So it makes me understand that man was created twice. That's how God always creates. He always creates twice. He creates in the spirit realm. And then that which is established there takes on a physical equivalent in this dimension. Nothing of God. Nothing, nada of God. Nothing. Nothing. 
of God on the earth is permitted here unless it is a reflection of heaven. It's illegitimate and illegal. Earth is a reflection of heaven. That is how God has set up life here. When Moses tried to deviate from the shadow reality, truth, because Moses was a picture of Jesus, and then God said, all right, let me take this in this situation quickly. I want you to, to strike the rock. And later Paul says the rock that they met in the wilderness was Jesus. The rock that gave them water was Jesus. So watch this. God said, strike the rock once. That is a reflection of a higher reality. Of Jesus on the cross. Who would die once and for all. What did Moses do? He struck the rock twice. And all of a sudden, the image, the shadow, took on a life of its own. And it deviated from the reality and gossip. Uh, 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 uh. You cannot reflect on the earth what is not a reality in heaven. So I cannot allow you to enter into the promised land. When he built an altar, a, a, a tabernacle, he said, Moses... I'm going to use your hands to build, but you're not inventing this thing. You need to understand, this is a copy. This is a shadow of the temple, of the tabernacle that is in heaven. Yeah. I'm going somewhere because it's important to understand this principle. God always creates twice. So when God creates man, he creates him a spirit being in our likeness. John 4, Jesus says to the woman, God is spirit. When God becomes pregnant with man, he births mankind into the earth. But he births him a spirit being. Both male and female he created them. Two spirit beings. Together called Adam. But now the purpose. Why God created them. Be fruitful and multiply. Has to take place. Another truth, a spirit being cannot be on the earth without a body. It's illegitimate. A spirit being cannot be on the earth without a physical body. This dimension has not been created for spirit beings to float around. Without bodies. Death means separation. When I die physically, my spirit separates from my body. When I die spiritually, it's also separation. 
my spirit separates from the source from which it's come, which is God, that's spiritual death. I'm just laying foundation because we're going to go somewhere very quickly. So God creates this being. And you need to understand, man is in essence in our DNA. We are spirit. And now for that spirit being to manifest the reflection of the kingdom, it needs a house. Red house, a white house, a brown house, whatever. And so God gets into the red soil, Adama. And he takes his fingers, his hands, and he puts it in the soil. And he crafts out of the soil of the earth, 70% water. And the rest is dirt. He crafts a house. It's the second level of creation. And God takes the spirit and he puts it in the house. And now he's walking on the earth and man becomes alive. He brings in the spirit, he's alive. And now he's walking in the earth. A male and a female spirit in one body. God says, this is how we're going to write this story. That is the original. That is my original plan. Everything that falls, follows from that is a consequence and a subsequence. But the reflection of me on the earth, complete moving now, in Him we live, in Him we move, in Him we have our being, is a human spirit, in this case two, male, female, the progenitors of an entire race, a new God species in the earth, that I put in one body. We have to see this thing. So now the image of God is in the face of Adam. When God looks at him, he sees himself staring back. He sees an image of him. In this one house is a male and a female spirit. Adam and Eve, looking back at him, and they are the reflection of his image. Let me just throw this in here, and then we're going to move on. Every part of God's creation, he spoke into being. He created by his word, let there be, let there be, let there be. 
of God's creation, the crown of his creation, man, is the only, only singular creation of God that he touched. That he touched with his hands. And ever since from that time, we always have needed a touch from God. You cannot go without the touch of his hands. Is it any wonder that he says, lay hands? They've done experiments, psychologists, psychiatrists, with apes to show the importance of touch. They left one without the touch. The day, the moment they were given birth, and they left him without touch. The, the, the ape went mad. The medicine world says to us that the touch of a mother. When the child is in the womb of a, of, a, of a mother and the child moves around in the womb and, and touches the, the linings of the womb, the child's body gets massaged. Twins suck each other's fingers. I remember that so well. My brother. They said when the mother touches a baby, touch releases a hormone that literally causes the baby to grow. Is it possible that there are dwarfs in the spirit? That there are Christians that haven't grown up and developed? Because we haven't had the touch. We cannot go without it. He's the only, we are the only part of his creation that the master touched with his hands. And so, let's go to the next scripture. This flight is almost halfway there. I urge you to keep your seatbelts on. There might be some turbulence, but if there's a shaking, it's going to be good. Because some things are going to fall off. Genesis 2, 15 to 18. And then we're going to read verse 15 to 18. The Lord took the man and put him in the garden to work, to care of it. The Lord God commanded the man. This is the mankind. This is Adam walking in one body with Eve inside of him. One body. Two spirit beings resident in the house. You're free to eat from the tree of the garden, every, any tree, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil don't touch. If you do, you're going to die. What is death? It's separation. 
you're going to disturb the reflection on the earth. The power that comes to you for you to operate and fulfill your mandate is connected with the oneness, with the unity. Being one with me and one with one another. Don't disturb that because that is the, the basis to birth my kingdom, my rule, my government into the earth. I did not come so that we can have a service for two hours, five fast songs, five slow songs, the announcements offering, do a sermon, and then we go back and we come back next week and do the same thing. God says, I'm about a kingdom. I'm about bringing my rulership, my government from another dimension into this realm. And you are the carriers of that. So God goes about walking with Adam. And he sees out of everything that he always did, he said, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. But now he comes to this one being with two spirits on the inside. And he says, it's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a helpmate or a helpmate. It's the same word, paraclete, in Greek for the Holy Spirit. Counselor, comforter, helper, strengthener, standby, advocate, intercessor, guide. And God says, okay, I need to pull Eve out of this, out of, out of Adam. I need a couple, you queer couple, come here. Naomi, yeah, why are you looking around? Just quickly come, you and her husband. Come on, give the Lord a hand for this beautiful woman of God. She's one of the shining jewels in this area. Just, just beautiful. All right. You, you're going to be Adam. You're going to be Eve, okay? For the purposes of just illustration, and then we're going to run fast. I want you to understand that when Adam and Eve was created, spirit, God put Eve inside of Adam. So this is kind of what they look like. When you looked at Adam, this was Adam and Eve. This is the image of God. For practical purposes, God wants to now duplicate, reproduce the power of the seed, the power of generations. 
He now wants to fill the entire earth with His glory. Both of them are the image. But in order to reproduce and for spirits to be on the earth, they need a physical body. So God says, what I'm going to do, I have to create another body, another house for the reproduction purposes for the house, to get many houses that will house the spirit of man. This is not man. This is the house. Man is living on the inside. That's why he said, Adam, when you, not you, 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 when you on the inside, Adam, spirit man, when you eat of the fruit, you will die. After he ate from the fruit and he died, how did he die? He died spiritually because he was still alive and kicking physically. His house was okay. He was no longer there even though the lights were on. So God says, all right. In order to take her out of you, Adam, I have to perform an operation. So he put Adam to sleep. Adam, won't you just fall down and sleep? Just go down. Just like, yeah, slept. I Don't worry about your class asleep. put his legs out. The sages of Israel believed. Scripture says God operated and he took out a rib. This is what they believe what happened. God split Adam open. He divided him. He cut him in two. He halved him. His body. Left open his body. He said, I've got to go through the veil of your flesh to get to the spirit. So I can pull it out. So he cut him open, split him apart. And there was Adam, half body. With two spirit beings inside. And he pulled Eve out of Adam's side. I want to go and sleep next to your husband. Just No, 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 no. You, you're still sleeping, bro. This is like a serious operation. Won't you just lie down? You'll be okay. You, your eyes are closed. You're like sleeping. You're like dead. Okay. So now, this body is formed. Spirit is inside of her, and he closes her up, and he closes him up. And he says, hey, buddy, wake up. And he says, wow. Man, wow, 
The Hebrew word for women is ish. Some guys believed he said, ish this for me. I'm not going to go there. Believe me, it's in scripture. So then this is the, immediately after he does his introduction, he, he wakes her up. Pick her up, bro. I want you to hold her like, hold her like you did, you know. The moment he introduces Eve to her, he says, uh, Eve to Adam, for this cause, for the reason of unity, for the purpose of reflecting my image, will a man leave his father's house. And he will cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one. Father, son, Rather, the word then. Holy Spirit. Three distinct personalities. Hit one God. Profound unity. People cannot wrap their heads around that. The creator made matter to every form of matter has got what they call the triple state of matter. Like water has got a triple state. Even though the appearance or the expression of water comes in three different forms. In the essence of its composition, it's H2O. So water is liquid. It is ice, solid, varies in appearance from water. But in the essence, it is a reflection of water. And in essence, it is water. At another temperature, in another environment, if you heat up that ice, that state, that solid state, will be identical in liquid form to water in another environment. The determinants are pressure and temperature. That alters the state. Different frequencies. If you boil it, that same water becomes vapor. But it's still water. Then you have this fascinating thing, what they call the triple state of water. Go and Google it. At a certain pressure and a certain temperature, it's fascinating. Water exists at the same time in all three states. At that pressure and at that temperature. It's solid. You take liquid water. It turns into ice while it's water. And it begins to boil and it becomes vapor. 
vapor, ice, and liquid. Three in one. Diversity in unity. How would you like some hot coke or drink? Ice makes the difference. It has a different purpose. It's a different form, a different expression. But the, but the, but the composition is the same. The DNA is the same. So God says that diversity in unity. This is the reflection of that. And now, it is impossible for there to be this level of unity without there being reproduction, without there being fruit. Impossible. Gracias. That is the only place of reproduction. That is the only place of fruitfulness. That is the only place of expansion. It is not a fight. It is not an effort. This is based on love. Love begets. Love brings forth. Love births. Unity births. If you follow me, if you want with me, I will make you fishes of men. It's not an effort. It's a natural flow. Twenty-five minutes, and we land the plane. This is how life on Earth starts out, and it's written in the book. Because everything that God is going to build from that point on is predicated on that truth. I can invent an alternative existence. It may be good, but it's outside of God's design. And it will not bear the fruit. Now watch this and then we're going to bring this thing to a close. All the while all of this is happening, the, the declaration of God, of, man's, of God concerning man, the creation, the second creation in the natural, the operation that took place, Satan is standing and he's watching this thing. God is a spirit, I am a spirit. What are you going to do? You are going to multiply your image, your nature, your character all over the earth through this vehicle. I need to get in on this. The only way I can do this, I need to move into the house. But somebody's home. So how can I kill? How can I murder? He's a murderer from the beginning, Jesus said. 
And a liar, there's no truth in him. How can I assassinate this spirit being who's a reflection of him and move into that house and hijack the generations that is to come and instead of the earth being covered with the glory and the image of God, I can have my image all over the earth and claim to be God. But in order for that to take place, I need a body. And here it is. Now for the assassination I'm not going to go after Adam because he came out of God. This being was like directly created, right? Rule was given to him. Then she comes out of him. So, because of this direct connection, I don't know how strong he is, but I'm sure that she may there may be a chance with her. So snakeskin shoes, snakeskin tights, and snakeskin leather jacket, snakeskin iPad. Walks into the garden that day, talk. She says, hey baby, can we talk? I've got an offer for you that you cannot refuse. God wants to make him the head of his creation. I've got an offer for you. I want to make you the head of my creation. Later the Bible says, it is the doctrine of devils. That's what he refers to. Because what Satan did, he took the truth of what God said. And he said, did God really say? He twisted it. He perverted it. And Eve now came into contact with the doctrine of the devil. He preached his own sermon to her. Adam, quickly come here. I just want to demo this. And I promise you we're going to be done soon. So, in the natural, there are two beings walking on the earth. Two human beings. Two bodies. In the spirit, this is what Adam looks like. One being in the spirit. So what, what Satan is suggesting to Eve, I want to move into this body. I want to separate this unity, this oneness thing. But I'm not going to fight this because I don't know the authority and the level of power here. I need your hand, body, to do the assassination for me. Take off his head. In the spirit. How do you do that? By bringing your body under the submission of the head of a serpent.
The moment Eve partook of the fruit, this is what happened. In the spirit, there was a decapitation, a removal from the head of Adam. Physically, there were two people walking in the earth. But in the spirit, Adam's head rolled. And Eve brought her entire body under the submission, under the headship of a snake. The body lost the head and the head lost the body. Now let me quickly, let me quickly lay this down. Do you think God was taken by surprise? He foreknew this and he put something in place. The Bible says Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. God already made provision. And so here is the deal. Eve committed sin. Adam hasn't touched the fruit yet. In that moment, in that moment, just very quickly, in that moment, we don't know how long, but in that moment, there was a separation. This is how we look in the spirit. In the spirit, one body, one being, when sin took place, she died. Eve died. Death is separation. She's the oneness, the unity was, was destroyed. And now on earth, here is a sinner. Eve is a sinner. She's naked. She's full of shame. She's afraid. She's full of guilt. She's removed from God, disconnected from the source, and she's disconnected from this being who's supposed to be the reflection of God. And for one moment, Adam is holy and pure and righteous. And she's a sinner. And right there, God begins to unpack the gospel. He who knew no sin had to become sin. He had to reach out in order to rescue what was lost. Romans 5:14 says, Adam, all of this is a shadow. Adam is a type and a pattern and a picture of the one who is to come. Jesus, the lost Adam. And so God prophesies the gospel right there. And Adam reaches out and partakes of sin in order to save. That took place not just there. 
God saw this thing so far off that before there was sin, before there was an Adam, before there was an earth, before time began, God had a meeting with Himself, Father, the Word, the Spirit. We're going to make this being in our reflection. Romans 8 says, those whom He foreknew, He predestined. He didn't just predestine us. He foreknows things because He's all-knowing. And God fast-forwarded in time and He saw this moment where Eve is going to reach out her hand and the entire human race is going to throw into disequilibrium and sin. He saw that in eternity. He said, we are going to make this being in our image. But there's going to be a crisis. They're going to turn against us. They're going to rebel against us. And my justice, our justice demands that we must punish sin because the wages of sin is death. So this amazing, beautiful being that we made in our image, we have to totally destroy. My justice demands judgment. I have to kill them. And Jesus opened his mouth. The word opened his mouth. He said, what if we can find a substitute? That we can both Have mercy on them and judge them at the same time. Because I love them so much. I have to judge them, but I want to save them. I cannot go without my reflection. I cannot be separated. We have to find a way. And Jesus said, if we can only, God said, if only we can find a substitute, Jesus. Then I'm willing to punish the substitute. Instead of putting them on the altar, take them off. And put the substitute there and kill the substitute. But God said, we don't have one. There is no substitute on the earth. And Jesus said, what if I become the substitute? What if I leave heaven and invade the earth and take on the form of flesh and veil behind that human flesh will be us? The perfect reflection. The image of God in the earth. And subsequently, because all of you and I were in Adam, all of us were doomed with the same thing. And I'm, I'm landing. So all of us are guilty by association because we're in Adam. So all of us, that is, we have to die. 
but we found the substitute, Jesus said, before the foundation of the earth. Father, I'll be willing to go. And right there, before time began, the gospel was preached in eternity. That's why you cannot earn or deserve salvation. It has got nothing to do with you. God was moved by His justice and God was moved by His love. We were not even in the picture except being in His heart. And when Adam and Eve sinned, He said, now I'm going to show you the provision I made to bring back oneness, to restore this original image. Adam and Eve was naked. They were ashamed. They were full of guilt. They were afraid. And they tried to make coverings for themselves with leaves. And God said, mm -mm, you don't understand. It's going to take more than that. Nothing that you can do can cover your shame, can cover your nakedness. It's a work that I must do. And notice it wasn't Adam and Eve that ran off to God. It is God that came looking for them. And he said, take off those leaves. I have a substitute to cover your shame, to cover your nakedness. And right there in the garden, God built an altar. He killed a lamb. He stripped it of its skin. And he made coverings for Adam and Eve. He said, give me your own leaves in exchange for my covering. This lamb, he put on the altar and he took Adam and Eve off the altar. He said, I'm going to kill him as a substitute for you. And in America, you have the law of double jeopardy. You cannot punish the same crime twice. So if I have punished the substitute, then you, Adam and Eve, are free to go. We close it. Matthew 8.20 Foxes have holes Birds of the air have nests But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head When Jesus came into the earth He said I came to restore What was lost in the garden Because the unity between Adam and Eve Is a picture and I'll show you what it's the picture of. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 31 to 32. Adam and Eve is a picture of marriage. 
Adam is a type of Jesus. For this reason, he's re-quoting that scripture in Genesis. A man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. Verse 32. This is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. God is saying to us, what I put in the Garden of Eden, in the beginning, Adam and Eve was a prophecy. I was pointing to the great reality of Jesus and the church. And the same enemy, the same serpent that visited Eve in the garden is after the church to disconnect with the head. So watch this. Jesus, a type of Adam, comes into the earth. He says, I've come to restore what was lost in the garden. I've come to seek and save that which was lost. And he makes a statement. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head or his headship, or his government. He doesn't have a body yet. I've come to restore, Ephesians 1 says, in Jesus, all things in heaven and on earth are brought into unity. Isaiah chapter 9, and the government shall be upon where? His shoulders. What is the government? It is the kingdom. Who is going to carry the kingdom of God into the earth? If the head is at the right hand of God the Father. It is the body. But there is a danger that God spoke to Eve about. And I'm closing with that. He said, Eve, if there's something you've got to watch out, then it's going to be this thing. And if Eve is a picture, if Jesus is a picture of, of, of if Adam is a picture of, the, of, of, of Jesus, then Eve is a picture of the church. Let's go with me very quickly as we, as we land the plane. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. I need a, a, somebody, a lady, very quickly to get this verse in the NLT translation. Can you do it for me, Sarah? And then just come up here. NLT, Genesis 3, 16. Now, this verse is translated in every translation in a certain way. And for the most part, this is how it's translated. And I'm just reading the last part. You will give birth. Your pregnancy will be difficult. Much pain and grief. 
and your desire shall be after your husband. Whose translation says that? Right? 360. Now please come, you Sarah. All of those translations are incorrect. Except for the new living translation. There was no one else for Eve to desire. Only Adam was there. Your desire will be after your husband. What is that? This is what God said to Eve. And to all the descendants of Eve. And to us as the church that Eve represents in the story of creation. NLT. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Read that again. Some people are going to get this. Over. Just read that. <laughs> then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Remember, nothing on the earth is original. It's the reflection. On the earth, it has to bear record of what is in heaven. That is why Jesus said, when you pray, pray this, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God said to Eve, your desire will be to change places, to move out of order, to break up, to alter oneness and divine unity as I've established it in the earth. You already did that and it caused the fall. Because you removed your body from the head. And so he said, your desire will be to be the head. And you've got to watch out for that thing. Don't disturb the reflection because we are talking about Christ and the church. Is it any wonder that Jesus invades the earth and he says, I'm coming to the earth, the head, but I don't have a body yet. I have to redeem her. Foxes have holes, birds have the earth nest. They told me all my life that is a missionary that does not have a place to lay his head because he has to sleep in this guy's house and that guy's house. Sure, perhaps on the lower level of that revelation. Where did Jesus die? He died on Golgotha. It is the place of the skull. That is what Golgotha means. What a skull means? It is a remnant of a head. Headship was lost in the garden. And the entire human race has been separated from God's original design. And Jesus came to restore oneness. That's why the Bible says maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. First of all, one with him. 
And Jesus said, I came into this realm to look for a body upon which I can put my headship and my government. And when I leave as the head and sit at the right hand of God the Father, as I am, so are you in this world. You will now be my body. And this is what I've called you to do. And I ask you to stand. He said, this is my kingdom. This is my government. Preach the gospel. Heal the sick. Cleanse the leper. Drive out demons. Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In the day of vengeance of our God, there's one day that he set that aside, but right now, Proclaim that I'm not mad at them, I'm not angry with them, that I love them. I came into the earth as their substitute. I have no body, Eve, except your body. And my unity with you is unity in the spirit. Colossians chapter 2:15 says, Some, speaking about the church, have lost connection with the head. And that God is their belly. Meaning moving in the areas of the flesh. He says, I want to restore true unity. It's unity of the spirit. Jesus wants to manifest on the earth a body that looks like him when he walked the earth. He said, greater works will you do because I go to my Father. He said, I've set all these things up. I paid the price. You are free. God is not angry with you. Your sins are forgiven. I died. I was separated from God. I was rejected by God so that you can be accepted. And now, because you are the righteousness of God, you can go out and proclaim Salvation and forgiveness in my name. I want to ask Todd White to come up and to close us out and just pray over this congregation that we are the feet. This is the danger. Listen, where is the feet? It's in the body. And it's possible that the feet can walk another way from the head. But Jesus said, blessed are the feet of those who bring good tidings. And we can only proclaim that tidings if we remain connected. And you are connected because Jesus died for that. But now let us arise and say we are the body of Christ in the earth. And we're going to reflect his glory like Adam and Eve did before the fall. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our GGG event recording. To get involved with our growing community or connect with us, reach out to us on our website, gggministry.com. 
or any of our other social media platforms. It's been an honor serving you all, and I pray a blessing and favor over all of you and your families. And remember, we love you more.